Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. With your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Bring our elder in and get him going on and 
and we're going to get the young lions ready to crank up. God, uh, y'all got, she said, well, look at here, I'm going to holler that microphone, too. So we're going to holler that microphone a little bit on this series that we're going to take care of. But in the same token, young lion, I want you to look up a, a definition. As a matter of fact, um, daughter Yahwa, look up a definition. I, I need to know what is the definition of God complex. A God complex. G O D C O M P L E X. And a Jehovah complex. I need to know what that means. Jehovah complex. I need to know what a God complex, what that means. And we'll find out a little bit later after the elder that you know we'll bring this broadcast and on the international side it's over 900,000 strong. WCC said no, it's more than that. Because now you don't, you don't woke up exactly who we need to be woke up to deliver you up. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out can that come to pass if we don't woke up. How, how do we wake them up anyway? You, you don't want to invite them to come to figure out a way to discredit the six anointed count. You don't want to woke them up. Matter of fact, Elder, after you get to given after you get through giving your presentation on, look up again and tell me what, 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 who is these, um, these, these big dignitaries out there in Philadelphia, and what size is a ministry? Do all that after, come on airways and make sure everything's sounding good, and we ready to do our thing and dust as because, you know. Um, we're here to take care of Yahweh's business. We don't know how things going to go. We don't know how it's going to go. That's why we do Luke 12, 12. But one thing we can tell you, according to the big dignitaries, the heat is on, and let's see how we deal with the heat. Elder Mr. Tills, Israel. Yahweh beat that thing right. And Yahweh bless you, uh, CSO, CSO. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, what I want to know, before you put the commentary in to start doing your part, how do the seals uh, sound to the WCC just said? You sound real good. Well, I'm not asking you how I sound. I'm asking Iota how do I sound. Because we know one thing. You can tell me something good one time, but the next time it won't be good. But I know one thing about the old hill, he's going to call it the way he sees it. So, Elder, what's going on there? Yaqua bitch that see right How do see a sound come up? Well, I can say one thing. Hallelujah, well, and I can also add to what the Bible says. A wise man will contribute unto a wise word, and he will add unto it, and this is what you're doing uh, just now. So you sound good, hallelujah, and um, as long as thing is done in order, you will continue to sound good. Hallelujah, Well, you know, I'm always excited to do my part in death bed, Yaqua, 
but once we get a hold to it, that this year will make you excited because y'all are going to do a great thing in this ministry because everybody will be, that's covered, will be um, uncovered through the word of Yahweh. So I'm very excited. And, we'll, and those that are going to get in where they fit in at, properly the same spirit wipe off on them. So we'll see. So take your time, Elder, and the world is listening. And, and we'll go from there after you do your part. Come out. Well, once again, Yaquah bless you, see Israel. And, you know, they say everybody likes a winner. When you start showing that you're losing, um, they'll back away from you. So as long as you're on the winning side, you're going to attract a lot of attention, and people want to sit in the same seat that the other winners is sitting in. And that's a good thing. You know, because I was telling the pastor earlier today about uh, – the book of Matthew. And he was throwing verses back and forth, and uh, I told him what it meant. So we were looking at uh, Matthew's chapter 7. It was out of curiosity. I said, you know, look at 7.13 and see what that says. And give me a take on it. 13 says, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be go there and that. You know, he took that verse and turned it all the way, like you open the gate to a garden and uh, everybody can walk through it. So it had nothing to do with righteousness. Even showing him a precept, which is in Second Esther, didn't happen. So you know what we say about that. You have to leave those alone. You put it on the table, it's up to them whether they want to take it. Because... Uh, this is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times. I always say, a bad teaching. And being a pastor, that was bad teaching. Loud bumps of guns. That's when they start talking loud. And whoever talked the loudest, I guess they're supposed to be making the right impression. And Christianity. See, this is why we always welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaquah's ministry. And we always come to you live and open to you with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And people always ask us, how do you guys that read this one book get this much information out of this one book? I just don't see it. Well, attending this ministry, you will see it. Because it comes from connecting the books, the words of Yahweh. We speak about your health. Foods that you should eat. That's coming from the Bible. Keeping the Sabbath days. All of this we talk about and much more. And this is the information you came to seek and have to look no further. You found it now in the voices of the Trizalites, tribe of Yadah. Open unto you for this information from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. On the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Not having a class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have. The top part of the Sabbath is Friday. That class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. Until the temple members desire to leave. We even have a website address that the listening members can use. 
to get there, just try, type in tribeyada.com on any search one. And after you click enter, look for tribeyada.com dash Israelites. You'll find when you do this, just under Big Land, you'll see some choices. And one will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you might see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. And doing so, remember what it tells all of us that reads the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, your kindness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves that you're forgiven, and also donations to this ministry that are given are greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. And this is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh alive. Also for building a school, which I think on a daily basis is very well needed after some of the people I talk to. For a banquet hall, a radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Holy Yahweh. We even have a calendar. While you're there, check out that calendar. It's there to help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come throughout the year. We also have a live program. It's a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. To get there, just type in three words, Yaqua Radio Live. This time, after you click on it, look for Voices of the True Life, Tribe of God Doc. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Now, we also have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yahweh's ministry. But however, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you we'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dull tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our listening members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. As you might imagine, the reason for saying that is usually pretty busy with the WCC the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, announcing many memos that most of us have seen. And now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As a reminder, you will only hear that discouraging dial tone. Now, 
For those of you who have missed the beginning of today's program, you can listen to the entire recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. The program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do this, once again, enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after clicking it, look for Voices of the Truth by the Jabbat. At that point, just choose the program that you were late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Now, during our normal blog talk broadcast, I'm proud to say that Jacqueline's story will be heard also on Taltalk. Taltalk can be logged in as long as you have your Taltalk app on your phone tablet, or computer, and now even a smartwatch. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizzlites. Try the job job. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yaqua's words will also be working with Bible education and online there to answer those on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing their shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments on topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Tal Talk. I'll be with you all. But as a continuing reminder, when we are given those scriptures to speak by the Seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So those words of Yahuwah flow smoothly to the listening members. Remembering that we have over 900,000 members that came to hear the righteous words of Yahuwah and not that of confusion, as we are given a reminder in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. And 33 says, The Yahuwah is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Because when we do this, we actually keep those scriptures in mind. But when you find those that are trying to win a bump the pumps contest, as the fear often mentions, those are the ones that miss all the Yaqua's glory which is said unto them. Because you find that we are rehearsing the righteous act to learn the words of Yaqua as we're given a reminder in St. John chapter 14, verse 26. 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And I find that's a good thing, because when there's things that spoke about on this program, it's always good for them to create remembrance in your mind what is said. Because today is just another day for the word of Yahweh, and you'll find that nothing has changed except the number of people that come to hear the word of Yahweh, and those that come to commend it and add on to it, only following by certain ones casting the same word we hear behind their back. They want to hear their favorite verses in the Bible. And you know what? Even taking those the wrong way, as I said earlier. Taking them another way, along with the noisemakers, the complainers. Oh, don't forget the deceptive listeners and the page flippers. Flipping the pages in the Bible to look like they're paying attention, but when they're lost, when they're called to speak, they're completely lost. They're clearly forgotten that we're only one man and one woman. And knowing that, time is not in our favor, but the best is yet to come. 
Because you have to know we can only do 100% of what one man or one woman that was Jacques Raleigh to create it to do in this life. And that's if at all possible. And you'll find those that say they've done more. They just lie. Now they're doing the work of another. Past Jacques creation. Now that's impossible. And we're given that reminder in Matthew 19, verse 19, verse 26. And 26 says, But Jacques the son beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with Jacques all things are possible. So we can find out what those continuing possibilities can be. I'll pass the program over to our seer Israel and say, On the road, Jacques. All right, I hear and um, I'll give you a chance to um, look up the ACCC um, part three, deal with the ACCC, and we uh, get another background check on the ACCC. One more back, one more uh, background check, and then we're gonna see what all is coming on stage, Elder. Let's see what we can get going on if he does that, the almighty one. So how about you, by me being a little long-winded, and give us a little bit more information, because the WCC did invite the HBCC, because it's a ministry that's especially on the mark of the beast. They said the mark of the beast is a com- computer chip. Um, <laughs> chip. That's what the mark of the beast is, is a computer chip that will have you where you can't buy or sell. And so we want to take a look at a lot of things, but we're going to do it through the scriptures of the Almighty. Remember, no class tomorrow, like the elder said, no class tomorrow. You know, but you can come back on 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 Pair Talk, and the young lions will be on Pair Talk, and any follow-up questions on Pair Talk, the young lions will be there at 8 o'clock tomorrow evening to answer it. But on this broadcast, there's no class tomorrow on this broadcast. But on Tuesday, the young lions, they start roaring real good on Pair Talk. So, well, so now, so let's drop the information down, the background check on the, on the ACCC out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the Bethlehem River community. So what you got there, Elder, come on, take your time and deliver your part again, come on. Okay, we got the acronym ACCC. Uh, what is their name? Is that the Association of Certified Christian Chaplains? Is that what that means? Yeah, American uh, Christian Church Academy, something like that. And they say, well, just we better known as the ACCC. So whatever the ACCC means, you take your time and and peep it a little bit and. We'll go from there. Located 105 South 5th Street in Philadelphia. 
Let's see what we can get one more time on them, and then we'll go from there. So let's talk about it one more time there. Come on. Okay, I'm and looking right. up some information to see to see if I can find anything that's a bit different from them. But what okay, I was currently right. looking at, the, the Association of Certified yeah. Christian Chaplains is a nationally recognized board certifying body with members providing care to over 50 states, Christian chaplains. They, cert- they certify it and process they can include a certification process and interview with a national panel on that doesn't make much sense. They even give an online certification, look like they're uh, adopting members into their organization online for spiritual care. Hmm. Okay, we need to look at that a bit later. That's why sometimes it's good to get the name rather than the acronym. This might be a name of another affiliated organization, like the American Christian, whatever name you gave me. I have to look that up previously as I did before. Well, I know they say they more than legit, but uh, I want to hear it from our point of view, American Christian Association. How about that? Just put in um whatever American Christian Association out of Philadelphia. I want to make sure that they legit American Christian Association out of Philadelphia. Well, according to them, they've been close to a hundred years in service, and they running right behind the WCC, according to them. They right behind them, so they should have plenty to say, because they right behind them. So I want to make sure they they say they right behind them for us in membership. Okay. And we know the WCC is. 500 million members. And they say they right behind them. So now I need to know a little bit more. And then we're going to get the lines open up and we'll get going. So I want to make sure we clear that as you can put your hand on us, we can put our hand on you too. So what you working with there? Elder, what you working with? Uh, the American Christian Association is primarily a unifying organization for followers of Christ in the United States. The organization is multidimensional and provides split-led Christ-honoring resources to each member for the building of the family and the strengthening of local church. Okay. Well, see, basically, just want to know, do they exist? If they legit, do they exist? i get back in another lesson showing you how they is set up, according to them. They got two big heads and 
and four commissioners. But we'll get into that another time. So what we'll do, we're going to get the lines open there, Elder. We'll get the lines open up. And we're just going to um, see what we can get going on. See what we can get going on and get back on the mark of the beat. Is it a computer chip? Is it something that you... Uh, that you put inside yourself, something that can open up your body and put some in. What is the beast? What that means? All that we do, take care as much as you can. But what we we'll do now, we we'll get the lines open up, and 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 by the, by Wednesday, you have more details on them and break them down like they do. Uh, um, Machine. They'll break them down like a machine that broke down. All right, good enough. Let's see who'll be on stage for this part number 17. So 17 was yesterday. Okay. Let's see what we can get going on. Let's see who all will be online for tonight's episode part number 17 or 18. All right, young line, Brother Titus. I see he's coming on stage. Let's, let's see if he's ready to holler in that microphone with a lot of bass. Brother Titus from the tribe of Yagda Judah, up and coming, teach out of Camp One. Yakwa, BBC, I see right. Yakwa, blessed air. Fear Israel of the Roy. Hallelujah, Yakwa. Hallelujah, Yakwa. All right, we see Mother E. Mother E, one of the most out of count one. She ready to come on up, come on and holler in that microphone. And we'll find out when I hear some hallelujah. Well, yesterday we couldn't hear no hallelujah. Well, because they, they took the whole broadcast to fix the microphone. So we let's see the microphone ready to go for take 17 or 18. Mother, Mother E. Israel, tribe of Yagda Judah. One of the most out of camp one. Y'all probably just see you right. Y'all probably bless you, Israel. I'll see you, Roy. Hallelujah. And we know Mother Z is going to give a commentary somewhere in the broadcast for us all said and done. But she said, see, I got to hear something first. So we'll, we, we'll, hear, we'll be hearing from Mother Z a little bit later. And we're going to find a, another member out of camp one, daughter of Yahweh. And let's find out if she's ready to holler in that, coming on stage to holler in that microphone. Daughter of Yahqua. One of the sisters out of Let's see if she's ready to holler in that microphone. Daughter of Yahqua. Yahqua, bitch, I see you right. Yahqua, bless you, fear of Israel, see royal. Hallelujah, Yahqua. Yeah, All right. All right. Excellent. I see now we on stage, too. Take care of a little business. So, um, our elder, look, look at that Luke. Hey, elder, look at that Luke, chapter 12, yeah. verse 12, real capital. Israel. Can you hear me? See Israel. See Roy. Yes, sir. Uh, somebody calling you. I was brought Titus. Brother Titus? Uh, yeah, I got my better half with me as well, Sister Judah Israel. 
Uh, we share the mic. All right. All right, Brother Titus. Okay, we hear you, Brother Titus. Brother Titus, they got better half with him, Sister Judith, so she's going to be uh, getting in and hollering that microphone, too. Hey, that's what it's all about. One thing about it, when you're doing Yahweh's, when you're doing Yahweh's will, as a matter of fact, when you're doing, hey, Sister Judy, when you're doing Yahweh's will, before we give some Luke 12, 12 by our elders, can you, can you look at the 12th chapter of Romans 1, 2, and 3 for those here and tell me what that say before we get started. Look right down at Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. And let's see what it what that sound like, Sister Judith. Then we're gonna get up some Luke twelve twelve by IL. And then we're gonna get something going on. Yes. What it say there, Sister Judith? Y'all probably be right. Romans chapter twelve verses one, two, and three. Verse one reads Beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Uh-huh. Right, <clears throat> okay. Righteous acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse two reads, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. That's right. Verse 3. Hey, yo. What? Hey, yo, good enough. Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. What does that say, hell? Okay, in the book of Luke, looking at chapter 12, reading verse 12, it says, mm-hmm. For the righteous spirit mm-hmm. shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right, mm-hmm. Elder. The righteous spirit do all the teaching, Elder. As a matter of fact, Elder, while you're already there, give me one verse that's called the foundational in Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. Give me one verse, Elder, then we're going to get something going on. And we're going to get something going on after you give me one verse. And Exodus chapter 3, verse 16, and then we'll get something going on. Okay, in the book of Exodus, looking at chapter 3, reading verse number 16. 16 says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, Yahweh of your fathers, Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, Israel, unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So, according to 316, what, what is the protocol if you want Yahweh to be with you? According to verse 16, what is the protocol, Yahweh? Everybody has to be uh, gathered together. But according, no, but according to verse 16, I want you to look right down at verse 16 and give me a response to 
According to the verse, the elders of Israel was gathered together, and Yahweh wanted uh, the elders to say unto the fathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He wanted them to say that uh, Yahweh appeared unto him and had visited him and said that he had seen what was done to them in Egypt. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm just going one verse. Uh, let's let's seek in another young mind, expound that, on that a little more perfectly, according to 316. Hey, young line, Brother Titus, expound on that 316. Let's see what you get out of that. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right. According to that verse, Exodus 3.16. So the protocol, the Seer's protocol is to gather the elders of Israel together. That's the protocol. It's to gather the elders of Israel. Yeah, well, who's supposed to do that? According to verse 16, who's supposed to do that? Verse 16, go and gather the no. elders of Israel. Yes. Now, my question is, young line, but this is my question. Who's supposed to do that and why? But I want to know who's supposed to do that and why, but I want the answer out of that verse. I want the total answer out of that one verse, 316. It's something I'm trying to, I want to hear the, I want to hear the number one statement in 
and the mother find the children. That's what we were going to hear straight off the top, the order of things. Because here's the point. Once we in order, and Yahweh is saying that we can handle his word properly, then Yahweh will put the double in on his ministry. But we can't be fumbling around not knowing the order of things. And once we see things not in order, we have to put things in order, but according to the Bible. That's the game changer. Whatever you do, you make sure it's according to the Bible. That's why you have to know when you see something, you watch it. You watch all things from the pages of the book. And once you see it, you make a calling on the page of the book. Uh, case in point, daughter Yahweh. Look what it says in 16, verse 17. A Roman. Daughter Yahweh, 16, verse 17. Okay. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. You see that? See, now, we talking spiritual, spiritually. So once you understand, especially if you're in leadership, when you see something going on that pertains to that verse, it tell you exactly what you do. You mark them. It's called defense a mother eat. Give me the precept to that in Proverbs 4, verse 2. Give me the precept there. What do you mean by offenses to the doctrine? Give me the precept on that. And young lion have me, Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 out of verse 21. Had that waiting on me. Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 out of verse 21. And daughter have me, I can ever chapter 11, 1 through 6, 36 through 46, and Mother E have me, Revelation, chapter 13, 1, 2, 3, and Elder have me, Psalms, chapter 34, 2 down to verse 6. And after this is read, then we'll be off and running, then we have a, we should have a pretty good foundation. Remember your damn what said so now, mother, hey, mother, what's the precept here in 4 verse 2 of Proverbs? What does it say? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2. I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. Uh-huh. So that doctrine, talking about his law, that means his order of things. <laughs> and if you see something is not in order, Special in leadership, and those that's called division, you're supposed to mark them. You're supposed to mark them, and now you, now you doing things the way Yahweh wants you to do. You mark them, and then you say, "Hey Yahweh, I've done it your way." I'll read that in Wednesday night lesson. All right, good enough. Hey Elder, come on back with that Psalm 34, two down to verse five. 
shall make her boast in the Yaqwa. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Three. O magnify the Yaqwa with me, and let us exalt his name together. Four. I sought the Yaqwa, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Five. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. You see that? So now you see what kind of spirit you got to have. So, so the kind of spirit you got to have, I'll read that verse 2 again, Elder. So what kind of spirit you got to be looking for when you're doing Yahweh's business? Verse 2. Now, this is kind of spirit. See, when you, you have to make sure you see this kind of spirit in those that are among you. What is that again, verse 2? Who says, my soul shall make her boast in the Yahweh, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. You have to be humble. And, and, and he said, once you boast yourself in some Yahweh, the humble shall hear. Therefore, and be what? what what's the humble going to be? Glad. You see that? Now, see, there it is right there. Because you, you're not going to be able to get, you're not going to get, what you want to get, but what you will be getting is the humble. And then when you get in the humble, then you know you know what you're working with. You say, okay, these some these some humble people. Though. But if you find anyone that's um, contrary to that, you just mob them and avoid them. So you see, the Bible got all the rules and regulations. We just got to make sure we understand it and how to make a decision according to what the Bible saying. Now, we're going to look at the prophecy of Daniel, because Daniel was called to the scene to make a prophecy. Now, let's see what Daniel says. Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 out of verse 21. Let's come up. You know what The book of Daniel. We see it chapter 7, verse 7 of 21. Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 reads, After this I saw in the night vision, and behold, a four beast, Dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and breaking pieces, and scattered the residue with the feet of it. And it was the birds from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Verse eight. I consider the horn, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and mouth speaking great things. Verse 9. I beheld to the throne were cast down, and the angels of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels 
burning fire. Verse 10. And fire and stream issue and it come forth. It be for him. Thousands, thousands. Minister unto him. Ten thousand times, ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the book was open. Verse 11. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words, which, horn, which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed, and given to the burning flame. Verse 12. As concerned the rest of the beast, they, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. Verse 13. And I saw the night vision, and behold, one like to the Son of Man, with the cloud of heaven, and came to the ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. Verse 14. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people Nations and languages to serve him in his dominion is an everlasting dominion which should not pass away in his kingdom, that which should not be destroyed. Verse 15 I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, in the vision of my head, troubled me. Verse 16 I came near to the one of them that stood by and asked him. The truth of all this. So he told me and made me to know the interpretations of the thing. Verse 17. These great beasts which were four, and the four kings which shall rise out of the earth. Verse 12, I mean, verse 18. But the state of the Most High Yahweh shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Verse 19. Then I will know the truth. Of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, whose feet were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, breaking pieces, after the residue with his feet. Verse 20. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes. And the mouth that speaketh very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Verse 21. I beheld, and the same war made war with the same, and prevailed against them. Mm-hmm. Read verse 21 again. What, what's 21 say again? The book of Daniel is here, chapter 7, verse 21. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. So, so he could not be talking about no literal horn. He said his horn made war. So, so this horn made war against against who? The saints. So this horn made war against the saints. Now, this is where the game changer come in. How do a horn, because I, every Saturday I be hearing horns show blow, and I don't 
see the horn making no um, war because you got to pick the horn up and you control the horn. So this horn, this horn, daughter of Yahweh, this horn must be a Surat 4224, daughter. Hey, daughter, what is saying, Surat? <laughs> Four two twenty four. See, this is how Yahweh will show you your lesson. It'll, it'll be a statement because when you get to where you get to, you already prepared for it from the foundation of the book. So if this horn is making war against the saints, and Sister Judas have me uh, 119, 142, is that what I want? Oh, uh, one for what I want. One for two eleven. One nineteen eleven. What do I want? I'm so still struggling right now. But see, what I'm trying to do is we're gonna unlock this thing by when when we do get to in one forty eight fourteen. Sister Judas had that waiting on me. So it's not about reading a lot of scriptures. You got to unlock this thing. You got to unlock this Bible. And that's the reason why they will say this means this and this means that. But that ain't the way you unlock the Bible. Because the Bible, A.L., look at here, and Second Chronicles, make it. First one for chapter 2, verse 6, to verse 8. What is that hell? What do First Corinthians chapter 2, 6 down to verse 8? What does it say to hell? How did that microphone come up? Okay, did you say First Chronicles or First Corinthians? Make it Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. Listen, 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 First Corinthians chapter 2, reading verses 6 to verse number 8. 6 says, How about we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not in wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught? 7. But we speak the wisdom of Yahweh and the mystery, even in the hidden wisdom which Yahweh ordained before the world unto our glory. Eight, which none of the princes of this world knew, for they had known it. They would not have crucified the Yahweh of glory. So we, we speak the mystery of Yahweh because the princes of this world, they're not going to have this information. That's the point we make. Mm-hmm. So that's why they'll jump down. And they'll read verses and baby thinking something one way and daughter get ready to read four two twenty four and find out it might be another way. What does it say that daughter? The rock four and two twenty four, what does it say? The rock chapter forty two verse twenty four reads All things are double, one against another, and he had made nothing imperfect. So, when you read the Bible, daughter, 
the Bible have what kind of mean, meaning, uh, daughter? A double meaning. A double meaning. Mm-hmm. Now you see that? And that's why they jumped down and read one thing and they come mm-hmm. up with a total conclusion because it's a message to them because it wasn't given to them to break down the dark sands of the mystery. So when they jump down and say, well, the mark and we get ready to read, but later on and Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, they're going to find out that um, you've just been reading and parakeet, but you're not going to understand the dark sentence until you find out what is the order and how they be exhibited out to you. And that's what we're talking about. So now, this horn is going to weigh out the thing. Now look what we got. A horn going to weigh out the thing. Now, Sister uh, Judas, what's that mean in one forty-eight fourteen? What What is it talking about? What horn going to weigh out the saints? So we got to find out more. What does it say? Psalms chapter 148 verse 14 reads, He also exalted the horn of his people and the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel. A people near unto him, praise ye the Yahweh. So when we read the Bible, Sister Judas, when we see the word saint in the Bible talking about a dark sand, and it's a message to the world because the biblical definition for the saints, according to 148, 14, is what? Is what? Sister Judy? Cricket sound. What do that mean? So who who on stage will tell me when you see the word saints? According to 148, verse 14, what do it mean? The children of Israel. The children of Israel. So when you see the word saints, you do call the word out saints, but you break down for those that you're teaching what the saints really mean, the saints, the children of Israel. So now you edifying them along the way, but they can get a more clear picture when you read your Bible. So when you see the word thanks, you leave it there. But then you break down the dark sands of what the saints mean to the children of Israel. So now we found out this horn is going to make war against the children of Israel, and he's going to prevail. That we read in verse 21, but this horn, we want to find out a little bit more how to a horn, because we'll be looking at a horn every weekend. I think you got to pick that horn up to blow it and put it back in the rack. So that horn must, must be a double meaning, Mother Eve. What does that horn mean in Psalms 89, verse 17 and 18? Let's find out what that means, because when we get into end-time prophecy, we be having a clear understanding what's going on. 
And matter of fact, go to have me the 12th chapter, verse 10 of Hosea waiting on me. Listen to this. Hey, Mali, what it says in Psalms 89, verse 17 and 18. Look at Psalms chapter 89, verses 17 and verse 18. Psalms 189, verse 17. For there are, for there are the glory of their strength, and 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 in their favor, our horns shall be exalted. 18. But Yahweh is our defense. And the righteous one of Israel is our king. <laughs> so now what we're going to find out about this horn, it is the power, it is the strength of something. And and, you, and your horn supposed to rest, your strength come from Yahweh. So we're talking people here. So this horn is talking about people. Tell you about your horn supposed to be in your mighty one. Your strength is in. You remember when the elder read that early verse, the first verse we read, and the thirty-fourth chapter, verse two. Now, what we doing here, uh, brother Titus? We doing what you call Luke twenty-four, thirty-two, and forty-five. What do Luke 24, 32, and 45? What are we doing? Let's see what we're doing. Come on. Uh, we're going to Luke chapter 24, verse 32 and verse 45. Luke chapter 24, verse 32 reads, And they said one to another, Did not our mind burn within us? Why did he talk with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, Verse 45 reads, They opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. <clears throat> so, when we come on this broadcast, what do we come to do? Anybody on stage can answer the question, but answer the question from 24, 32, and 45. What do we come to do We'll be calling this broadcast six nights a week. But answer the question according to Luke 24, 32, and 45. Get your answer out of the question. Who, who won't step on stage and deliver to the national audience what we come to do? According to them two verses now, come on. Who got that? So, to open up the scriptures. We'll be loud. To open up the scripture. And, and, open, open, and open up the scriptures, what that do for you according to 24, verse 32? What will happen when you open up the scripture according to 24, 32? Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay. According to that verse, what do you do when you open the scriptures up? Okay, go ahead. Your mind can burn. 
Now, mother's going to read 47, verse 7 of Sarah. Only way you can get the answer to this verse, you got to work your brain. West side out. Come on, mother. Sarah, 47, verse 7. Bring it. The book of Sarah, chapter 47, verse 7 reads. The book of Sarah, chapter 47, verse 7 reads. But he destroyed the enemies on every side and brought to now the Philistine. His adventure, adversity. Adversaries. His adversary and and breaking their horn in uh, thunder unto this day. Now, now, now he broke the horns and broke them of thunder to this day. The adversary. Now, who did that? Who broke the who broke the power of somebody? Who did that? Now, 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 guess what? The only way you come down to that, you got to do what? You got to use your brain. Now, what happened? Read again, that mother. Read that verse again, mother. Listen good. Uh, Sirach chapter 47, verse 7. But he destroyed the enemy on every side and brought to naught the Philistines. His adversary and break their horns in thunder unto this day. Now, we want to, what do you do with that? Now, now, now you know, but for the fear to say that, it must be something in the Bible that supports that. But guess what? You ain't going to stumble up and get to that one. Unless you use your brain. Now, see that? So now, guess what's working if an elderly person got to figure that out? Guess what they got to use? The brain. And guess what? The more you use your brain, the more you destroy all time of old time, what they call it. What's the proper word for that? When they when they <laughs> start in the brain. Let, let's see who can give me the proper word for that. Alzheimer. Alzheimer's. That's how you put it. Oh. But now we see Alzheimer's. Yeah. 
and that power means people. So somebody built the power of a people. Mm-hmm. The only way you can get the answer, you got to go in the Bible. And we're going to find out. Come on, daughter. Let's run to First uh, Samuel and see how you fulfill that, that scripture by using your brain. We go on to the 17th chapter, daughter. And we're going to look at verse 1 through 4. And Brother Titus held me after we read 1 through 4. We're going to find out what happened. First Samuel one through four by daughter. Come on, daughter. First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse one through four reads. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Sochem, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Sochem and. Azekah, I can't pronounce that name. Okay, verse two. Ephesadim. Okay, Ephesadim. Thank you. Okay. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the valley in array against the Philistines. Verse 3, and the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. Verse 4, and there went out a champion out of the champion of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Yeah, yeah, and they were not a champion. So this Philistine this, this, this had a champion, and they went out a champion. So now so now we got a name. We got the Philistine, and out of them came Goliath. And you gave his, his statue. And skip down to verse 23. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of God, Goliath by name, out of the army of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. Yeah. So now, now you're brought in, you're brought in somebody else. You're brought in David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, look, look where you'll find out that Mother Red, and always you'll find out the precept on it. It's what mother put on the table, and now we use my brain to find out what, what, what this story is all about. Get, now, continue reading down to verse number 24 and 25. And young line, line pick it up at verse number 37. 36, 37. And we can read a little bit down to, to get an understanding of what mother read in 47, verse 7. But guess what? The only way you're going to find out what's going on that Mother Red, you ain't going to stumble up on it. You have to precept on it. And the only way you're going to precept your Bible, you got to work your brain. And guess what? You're getting exercised by coming to the broadcast six nights a week in your brain 
and that and once you get your brain exercised, you'll be more sharper. Again, when you will be able to see what we get ready to read about the mark of the beast, the six six six, you'll be more sharper because what gonna be working on you is your brain. That's the game changer right there. The reason why you're in trouble today and been manipulated throughout all the world by all of the nations because they have dumbed you down in the brain. They got you thinking you African-American, Negro in color, and super cool. Not knowing you read about yourself and your forefathers and mothers right here when you read verse 24 and 25 by daughter. Come on, daughter. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 24 and 25. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. Verse 25. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up? And it shall be that the man who killeth him the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. You see that? So now a bargain was made for somebody. But you see how sometimes you got the doubt in the life in, the, in your congregation? Oh, no, we, we can't. Look, you see that champion? You, you see that great big old man? What can we do? And you have him in just like you got to be able to be in the Bible and you make your calling according to the scriptures and get what? You're not going to go wrong. So you can find out what somebody's about. And when you find out what they're about and you find out they, um, uh, help me out there, Sister Judith, give me that 1617 of the Book of Romans. Give me that, Judas. Give me that 16, 17. So then now, you ain't got to do no more talking. All you got to do is know what to go to, but you got to have your, your brain got to work to go to 16, 17 and put your finger on something. What does it say, Romans 16, 17? What does it say, Sister Judith? Romans chapter 16, verse 17 reads, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine teaching which you have learned and avoided them. You see that? See, so you know what to do. If, if, if it's contrary, if it, if, if it don't line with the Bible, you're supposed to do exactly what 16, 17, and avoid them. You got no conversation? Just avoid it. Then you line up with the will of Yahweh. See? Now, so now, the children of Israel, the men of Israel, they got, they were so afraid. They got, you know, so we found out right there, these are, you know. Huh. So you got to watch them on. You're going to have something that's so afraid. When you start showing these things. And, and, um, hey, you know, what it says in 7 verse 3 through 5 in, in the book called Judges. Hey, you know, Mr. Chair of Israel, what do we say in Judges 7, verse 3, down to verse 5? Come on, yo. In the book of Judges, 
chapters, what was it, 7, 3 to 5? Yes, sir. Chapter 7, reading verses 3 to verse 5. It says, Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is careful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. Four. And the Aquas said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I will say unto thee, This shall go with thee, and the same shall go with thee. And out of whomsoever I say unto thee, It shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. Five. So he brought down the people into the water. And the Aqua said unto Gideon, Everyone that left of the water with his tongue, as the same as a bound lapper. Him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that bowed down on his knees to the Ah, so, um, hey, so, so, what is Yahweh, what point is Yahweh making? What point is he making right there, hey, What is, what is the point that Yahweh making to Gilead concerning the children of Israel, although it's thousands of them. What is the point that he's making there? Not only that. Who want to take that? Well, I'll ask that. This could be a parable that you're looking at. But you want to take that pass it on, Leo? Okay, go ahead. I'll pass it on when it can be properly detected. Many okay. I call, but who I chosen. Okay, um, according to according to that verse, what is Yaquah trying? What is Yaquah showing Gilead? Although it's twenty five thousand plus there, what is the message that he's showing? According to that verse. We won't stick in that verse of there. So he he taking he talking to Gilead. Because Gilead had got to do a great job for him. So what is the message that he's trying to get Gilead prepared for according to seven chapters, three down to verse five? What message is he trying to present to them? Who won't take that? Yeah, well, I don't work with numbers. He don't give big numbers because he okay. want to get the honor for that. He don't want nobody else to say they did it enough. They did it. He want his honor and his glory for that. Well, that's, that's, that's okay, but that's not the number one answer. Okay. The number one answer is we just did the number one answer for time's sake. The number one answer is coming back from Samuel, 17. The men of Israel, they saw this great big giant champion, and they was afraid. Sometimes they was afraid. You got people that are going to be in the ministry going to be afraid. And when it's time to step up and they're going to start, they, and they're not going to be able to deliver. So they're going to be afraid. 
what he was showing you that not because it was 25,000. He said, look, bring them down to the water. I know you got 25,000 with you, but how many is going to be ready to throw down as the dog licking in the water? So I'm going to prove them there and show you what you're working with. The same thing by here. In the book of the first Samuel 17, the Philistine great big king, big chaplain came. And when the children of Israel saw this great big giant, which you gave all his statues, what kind of man they were, of the Philistine, when the children of Israel seen him in the 17th chapter, they got scared. They got mm-hmm. scared. Huh? And, they, and that was the children of, at this time, all children of Israel is one, is, is one piece. All of them together. They got scared. See? So you have some in the ministry going to get scared. They're going to hear their grandmama calling them. And when their grandmama calls them, let the grandmama uh, go see the grandma walk. Because this job is not an easy job of what we're doing. on this network six nights a week. You will have to have a spirit up, throw down, and put up. you scared. You're supposed to do according to what young lines, brother Titus, get ready to read in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 3. Do what you're supposed to do. See, you got to find out. You got a few who label among you. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 3. If you're scared, this is what you're supposed to do. But watch the outcome of it as it unfolds. Go ahead. 12, verse 3, what does it say that young line? All right, we go on to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 3. In the day when the keeper of the house should tremble, and the strong man shall bow themselves, and the grinder, and the grinder speak, because they were, because they are few, and those that look out the window be dark. You see that? You have some that got to look out the window when it get hot and heavy. They were to, they were to mm-hmm. get them a seat to look out the window. But you have to know them. That's why you got to prove them now to see who had that spirit on them. Because one day it's going to be a battle, and the more we come on this network, these big dignitaries not on this station just because they know you a threat because you're going against what we have built up in the children of Israel's mind, which, and they have told you you African American Negro in color, and we trying to break them barriers down across the scripture. That's not you. When you read your Bible, you're not going to find Nobody in here called African American and Negro and Color and Super Coon. That's not you. And then showing you what the blessing is by using what at the end of your name, that is not going to sit well with the ones that gave you all the stuff that you got today. So we got to gut you out through the word, properly get that fearful spirit out of you, and make a calling according to the Bible. That's the point. So now, we find out that the champion, the Philistine champion, came and the men of Israel got excited and scared (laughs) and they was in trouble. Now, good. But we find out that David heard them. Now look at that. David heard it. 
the children of Israel were scared. But David hurried, according to verse, just the stage that though it's just like a relationship. You gotta try the relationship to see what you're working with. You need to find out when you're in battle what you're working with. You gotta know what you're working with from the get-go. You gotta try and see what you're working with. Why wait? Then you find out, oh my goodness. But see, you didn't do what the Bible told you to do. You gotta know what you're working with. You gotta know that you got their back and they got your back. But how you gonna do that? By proving them according to the scripture. Prove them. Okay, good. But David heard it. Now he's giving out a little bit of them. Very interesting. So David heard it. Let's see what happened next when David heard it. And what happened in verse 41 there, young lion? Now see, that's how you build a story up. You got to know who label among you. If you don't, how you gonna know who label among you unless you try to say it by the spirit? Mm-hmm. You gotta find out the page of the book what you're working with. That's what he's saying. So we're gonna take care of the mark of the beast. We're gonna take care of six six six. But Yahweh said, okay, why would you jump into mark of the beast of six six six? Knowing that they don't have a foundation to understand that what daughter getting ready to read, that when the seals is talking, they're talking from what kind of way? Not give me that 1210, daughter. Give me the Hosea 1210. I, I talked about it 30 minutes ago, but now, I, now, now I'm ready for it now. What is that Hosea 1210, daughter? Okay, let me get that real quick. Hosea chapter 14. Oh. Hosea chapter 12 verse 10 I have also spoken by the seers And I have multiplied visions And used similitudes By the ministry of the seers Now, you see what he said? He said when I spoke, I spoke by yeah. the seers That's how I spoke And when I didn't speak to the prayer, I used similitudes That means I compared something to something to explain about somebody I use into whatever it, it were. Like, for example, we, we read about horns. We read about bees. We read about some things that, but he used similitudes. He didn't tell them directly out because he knew you were always going to be in captivity. And you cannot say what you want to say because right now we don't put ourselves in a position, uh, Mother Eve, of a Acts 26 verse 1. Look what we look what we put out there in what kind of position. Acts 26 verse number 1 and 2, mother. Let's find out something. Let's find out what have we did today that we can read in Acts 26 verse 1 and 2. Mother, mother, let's see, let's see what when you look right down at the 26th chapter of the book of Acts, what have we did today? And Paul going to explain what kind of predicament we going to put ourselves in according to Acts 26, verse 1 and 2. What is that, Mother E? The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 1 and verse 2. 
Verse 1. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth his hand and answered for himself. Verse 2. I thank myself happy, Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee touching all the things whereof I am accused of of the doctor Jesus. Oh good. Now now what's going on? Now who wanna break down twenty six one and two? What's going on and who won't take a shot at that and twenty six one and two? You did you hear what you hear what, what Paul said? Who wanna look right down at, at twenty six one and two and look at that verse? And tell me what's going on in 26 and 2. What's going on in that verse? Who want to take that? Cricket sound. That right. verse is saying that's a cricket sound. Okay, good. Cricket. Now, 26 and 2 is telling you that we are put ourselves in position. Now we got to ask for permission to speak now. A people that were chosen by the Almighty now got to go, just like when they go right now, all 17 nations can put a curfew on us and we got to fly by. All 17 nations, if they close their store, we starve to death. Huh? All 17 nations, they close, if they lock their they close it up where you can't get none of it. We can't, we'll be naked to death. You see that? Because we are lost our way on self. We depend on the 17 nations for everything. See that? So that's the mindset we was in, and Paul is telling the big dignitaries, I thank you, big dignitaries, to let me speak. See that? So now we don't got a position so bad now I don't got comfortable with somebody else dictating your move to him. So now you let them explain to you something that the Almighty gave you was this book. And that's why he wrote to the seers and told the seers to, to I'm going to talk to you in similitude. That means I'm going to compare an event to another, something that's unlike it. It ain't going to be it's going to be a lot. I might use a beast, but the beast is not talking about no four-legged beast. The beast is talking about uh, daughter, Ecclesiastes 3.18. When you talk about beast, it's about 3.18 with Ecclesiastes. But they're going to read it, and they're going to come up with a beast symbol. But he ain't talking. But what he's talking about it's 318 of Ecclesiastes. What are you talking about, daughter? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, daughter, what are you talking about, daughter? Okay, where are we going? 318. Ecclesiastes. 318. Ecclesiastes. 318. Okay. So what are you talking about? 
he said he used similitude. That means he compared something to something. He compared something. Yeah, what is it in 3.18? And, and give that microphone a little bit. You kind of got low there, daughter. Can you give that microphone a crank up a little bit? Ecclesiastes chapter 20, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 18. I said in my mind concerning the estate of the sons of men, that Yahweh might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you see what he's talking about? So he's not talking about no literal beast. He's talking about the That's man right. himself is the beast. Okay. So when you jump okay. down and read in the end time prophecy about the mark of the beast, he's talking about the mark of a man that got a beast mentality on you. You see what's going That's on right. here? But you jump down and read it like you think it is a beast. No, the beast he's talking about is man. A man's system. That's how they're going to be treating you like a you with your pants down, and they see you, and you don't see them. You know, if a lion catch you with your back turned, even if your back, if he's close enough to get you, he's going to put a beast mentality whooping on you, ain't that right? Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying about the beast he's talking about in the Bible. And yesterday, lesson broke down the mark. The mark is not physical, it's spiritual. When you don't keep the Sabbath day, you got the mark. You sitting there waiting on something to happen and you already and already happened Because he gave you rules and regulations about what to do and what not to do. Uh, Elder, read what he says and and Numbers chapter 17, look what it says in Numbers chapter 17. Let me show you, let me show you, and then you, you know, you do examine yourself and see that you have the mark already. You, you walking that one out there. Wait a minute. The mark of the beast. You know, it's like the law of the beast. In the 17th chapter of the book of Numbers, it's going to tell you something. And what verse I need? What I need? Who's going to tell me what I need? Young line? What I need in the 17th chapter? Yeah, yeah, Number 17. What do I need? What you mean? Let you get there. Tell me what the fear means. <laughs> In the 17th chapter. No. Why you got to get there? You know, don't you know already? What what, what what, do I need out of the 17th chapter? Huh? Okay, I mean, where did you get there? Well, he already okay. tell me off the top what I need out of number 17. See? Okay, number chapter what 17. Yeah, what do I, what, what do you mean what I need? You both already tell me what I need. Well, tell me what I need because you will be well studied and ready to go. Mind working. What? What do you mean? What I need? 
What do I need? Okay. Huh? So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to tailor that. Because that's the wrong answer you gave. What do I need? You both, you both can't with it. I'm going to leave it right there. You think about that, what we need. I tell you what, hold that point there. Now, give me my definition that we want when we say is, um, daughter, which one of y'all got the God complex and the Jehovah complex? Which one you got, daughter? The definition of a God complex and a Jehovah complex. That's what I want right now. But as the last answer you give, which I get there, what mean which I get there, bang. When you pass, you just you 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 can give you can respond and go from there. Now I need the definition of what is a God complex and a Jehovah complex. C O M P L E X. What's that mean? Hey, hey, Elder. Hey, pull it out for us, Elder. A God complex. What that word mean? G O D C O M P L E X. What that mean? And a Jehovah complex. J E A H E B A H complex. What that what that mean? Somebody up those say out for the national. What what do that mean? Uh, Sir, I I have one. Okay, you got one. Which which hey, one you uh, got? A God complex. You got, you got a God complex. What do that yes, mean? I have a God complex. A God complex is an unshakable belief characterized by consistently inflated feelings of personal ability, privilege, or in. Hey, what that mean? They got a unshakable belief. See, they believe the mob of the beast is the mob means somebody's going to come physically put a tip in your brain or in your hand and all that, and the beast is some kind of old animal going to come out the water or come out a tree on you. You see that? That's an unshakable belief. So that means they mind is, that means, that means they are, are Christians. A Christian mind is unshakable. They believe his name is Lord God and Jesus, and you tell them that there was no such thing as English until 449 A.D. The name Lord God and Jesus came after the Bible was closed. They ain't going to hear it. They, I won't, don't take away my Jesus. Wasn't no jail until the middle of the 1700s. Huh? English wasn't even thought about the 449, officially a language on the table. The Bible was closed in 96 AD. It was no vowels. When you tell them that, they got the God complex, unshakable belief. So you said, why you can't see in his name that that's got the title called God? God is a title. It's not a name, it's a title. Or the four letters, Y-H-W-A. You see that? That's the word God means. Unshakable complex. That means they're going to believe it. They're going to go all the way in with it. What does Jehovah complex mean? <clears throat> the Jehovah complex means is a, it is a related term used in uh, Jundian analysis to describe a 
the rise, the rise of, of egotistical self-inflation. A Jehovah complex is a delusion. There the word really for your eyes, a delusion. When you got me all about Jehovah witness and all that, that ain't nothing but a delusion. See that? Uh, Jehovah complex is a delusion. It's like a mirage in an oasis desert. Oh, I see the water. No, brother, ain't no water there. There ain't nothing saying you got a delusion. And that's the same thing about the word called Jehovah. It is a delusion. See that? There's it there. Jehovah complex means you got to pick out what word fits the senses that you're in. A delusion. D-E-L-U-S-I-O-N-S. That's all Jehovah is, a delusion. <laughs> you look at it, but it's not there. And they got it right in their definition that those that call themselves Jehovah Witness or Jehovah Ministry is a delusion. And read the written right on it. And you go on your piece of telephone and pull it up. Because here's the point. If the name has no vowel, okay, we, we you know, for time's sake, remember back on Airways again, Wave 6 o'clock. Let's write this name down, Jehovah. Let's look at his name. Let's take a pen and write down Jehovah. J-E-H-E-C-A-H. Now, in the original Semitic language of the closing of 96 A.D., it was no vowel. Let's put all the vowels out. We'll pull the E out, the two E's out, and the A out. It was no J until the 1700s, 1650s later. The J come from an I. The I come from a Y. So before it was a J in the middle of the 1600s and 1700s, it was an I. And before it was a Y. The name has no vowels until the 6th century when the Masoretic disciples of Esau called the Jewish people brought in the vowel form. But it was no A and E. So let's bring his name down. The J came from an I and the I come from a Y. Good. So now here is Jehovah. Show you where is the delusion. Y. And what's next? H. What's next? The B come from a W. What no Bs? That's the new German word called B. It comes from the W. Y. W. Then you bring down the H. Right there, covered up in Jehovah is the name what? Y-H-W-H. Jehovah is a delusion. Put it your eyes, is a delusion. And mm-hmm. they say that Jehovah Witnesses and Jehovah Jireh and Nisi. But it's nothing but a delusion from their own defining the meaning of the word Jehovah complex. It is a D-E-L-U-S-I-O-N-S. So you see how easy it is to carve them up mm-hmm. or whatever point they own. But you got to use your brain to do so. And you got to be called by the Almighty. They so if you ain't called, it ain't going to work. You can be all the lunch you want. But if you ain't called, it ain't going to work. And we found out exactly when he spoke. Well, read again, daughter. When he had something to say, 
How do you do it according to Hosea 12, verse 10? See, when you understand these things, then you you is getting ready to receive the help of your mighty one once you understand what he got written in his Bible. What he got written in his Bible according to Hosea 12, 10, daughter. What does it say? Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. I have also spoken by the fears. And I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the seer. So, he ain't said nothing to poke. He ain't said nothing to your pastor. He ain't said nothing to yourself. <laughs> See? He ain't said nothing to him. Are you calling him a liar? He don't told you how he talked. And he tell you how he did it. And look what he says. In First Samuel seven fifteen, Mother E. Look at Samuel seven fifteen. So he see what it is. We don't want to believe nothing in the Bible, and that's why we it's called what we call today, and that's why Yahweh would not help us until we understand. You want to turn back to Him the way He got it written. He tell you He tell you how He spoke. But then he also say, in First Samuel, mother, seven, verse fifteen, what he say? First Samuel chapter seven, verse fifteen, verse fifteen, you And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. Mm-hmm. You see that? So how long do the seer stay? In point with Yahweh. All his life. All the days of his life. Right. All yeah. the days of his life. He ain't said nothing to the Pope. He ain't said nothing to your pastor. He ain't said nothing to your bishop. That's how he operates. All the days of your life. Is that what we're reading? Is that what we're reading? Okay. All right. That we're reading, huh? But then he leaves, but the stipulations to tell you the online what you're supposed to believe. Second Chronicles twenty verse twenty. Then he'll tell you soundly what you're supposed to believe. Chronicles 20, verse 20. What is that, young lion? What do yes. you tell you to believe? I'm going to check the Chronicles. Chapter 20, verse 20 reads, Believe in Yahweh, your Yahweh. So should you be established. Believe in fear. So should you prosper. He tell you what to believe. Believe he in Yahweh. See, he tell you what to believe. See, that a real bunch of people. Oh, I don't know what to believe. But then, he, then he'll tell you what to believe. Then you pay it no never mind. He tell you what to believe. Read the last bottom part of that again in twenty verse twenty second Chronicles. He tell you what to believe. In right, what he said again. Second Chronicles chapter twenty verse twenty. Last three lines. Believe in Yahweh, your Yahweh, so shall you be established. 
Leave in fear. So see you proper. You see that? So you see that? So he's saying, now, precept that, daughter, in Luke 24, when you precept that. Look what he say if you don't believe. 24 to 25. That's him. Now, he's talking in red. Now, he's talking in red. We're just going to read what the Bible says in your Bible, too. Now, okay, folks, you got a problem believing what you just got to read. And he come in the body. And he said in 24, 25 something, what do you say? Luke, 24, 25. Daughter, what do you say? What's, it, what's, what's the layers all about? Uh, Luke chapter 24. It was on mute. Luke chapter 24, verse 25. Verse 25 then he said unto them, O fools. And slow of mind to believe all that the seers have spoken. Well, what what he call you if you got a problem believing twenty uh second Chronicles twenty verse twenty, what he say you are? A daughter? A fool. Why? Why he call you a fool? According to that verse twenty five. Because they believe believe they they did not believe what the seers have said. So what is his answer according to verse 25? It says, then he said unto, then he said unto them, Israelites, O fool, slow in mind to believe all that the seers have spoken. Huh? Because the seers come speak one kind of way, elder. Acts 14, verse 14, what does it say? Okay, we read Acts 14, 14, or is it Acts 15, verse 15? Which one is it? All right. It's Acts. It's Acts chapter 15, verse 15. Is that chapter 15, verse 15, here? Where well, is that 15, 15, are you online? All right, Acts chapter 15, verse 15. It's to this degree, the words of the seer, as it is written. See, if the seer don't say it was written, then you don't believe it. You can't just tell you everything off the top of his head. You got to show what the Bible says. Can you believe it? As it's written. Be sure you what's written. Believe that. Don't question that. Believe that. There's your tell. Acts 15, verse 15. How do you believe it's there? As it's written. So if he comes, if he comes speaking out of the top of his head, he says, now you're not doing scripture, buddy. You're not doing scripture. What you closing that book for? Keep that book open and break down what you're saying that we can read. Then you go with that. So that's the game changer, what you got to know. So when we jump down in prophecy, we can understand exactly what's going on out of similitudes or how he works. It depends on who's talking. 
So if it depends on who's talking through the scriptures, then we know what to believe. So we got the blueprint on how to believe. Now, once we understand the blueprint on how to believe, then we apply it then. Then Yahweh will kick in. Because Sarah made a statement, daughter, 12 verse 2, back over Sister Judas and James 1 verse 8. What's working on you now is your brain. Your brain. And that's what we got to do is get that brain stimulated. The brain. Not reading you a bunch of scriptures. Because when we do jump down in the entire prophecy, we just can soak right through it. We're just not reading. We understand what we read. So right, 12 verse 2. Our daughter, bring it out. 12 to the right. Chapter 12 verse 2. Do good to the man. And thou shalt find a rest of him. And if not from what him. What you read? Hey, what you read? Look at the real capital. Look at the rock 12 verse 2. Real capital. The rock 12 Look at it, daughter. To rock 12, 10. Never trust thy enemy. Two. Two. Thy enemy. 12, verse 2. Verse two. 2. Do right to the righteous man, and thou shalt find a recompense. And if not from him, yet from the Most High. Mm-hmm. Well, that ain't what I'm looking for. But I'm looking for something out of the rock. Maybe O'Hill will help me out later. But, daughter, I mean, just to do this, bring it out, what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for the same thing with the precepts coming from out of the rock. But what I'm looking for is James 1, verse 8. But they use another word for the same meaning. So, I'm picking my book and peep myself and see what happened wrong. I look for the, I look for the same meaning. Cause when you hear this word, you know what it means. James one verse eight. James chapter one verse eight reads: A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But they use another word coming out of fear, and that's the word I want. Then when you see that word, you know what to put there. So, I'm looking for another word that goes there at the book of Torah. Now, we won't have to say out. Because when you see this word, you know what it's talking about. Because your heart is on the top. Look, it don't
Tomorrow going to be 666. You be clear what it means when you get there and now you able to help yourself and somebody else. What do that mean? Matter of fact, read that daughter just to be reading it while I stall for time and peek down to see if I get the, this uh, precept that what the mind, what the mind means, another word for the mind is the rock. I don't know why I'm, I'm missing it. Uh, so I'm going to the same word in the book of Sarat. If I tell him to do, I'm going to the 13th chapter, daughter, and look at the last three verses. What is it saying in the last three verses? Listen, listen to this, what it says is the end time prophecy. Revelation chapter 13. Uh, Sarat. Yeah, last three verses. 18, 17, and 16. 16 through 18. Okay, what what book? <laughs> Revelation. Chapter 13, 16 through 18. Okay, chapter 13, 16 through 18. And he called. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. And he calls all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six, four and six. Now you hear it? Now you see, that was a big organization. They all, they all got all type of explanations. Now you see, but they, they're not going to get it broke down until we do it. Now read verse 18 again, that's all, a little more audio. Here is with Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And his number is six, four and six. So it's the number of a man. And his number is it's the number of a man. And his number is 666. Now look at that. Now they got it. They got all type of type of six six six. But that ain't well what does the Bible tell you to understand what the Bible says? What it tell you we got to do, Mother E, in twenty eight chapter <coughs> verse nine and ten of Isaiah. What it tell us if you want to understand something in the Bible. He was told to Isaiah exactly what you do. Mother, Marie, what do exactly you got to do according to the scriptures and the Isaiah 28, verse 9 and 10? Look at Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9 and verse 10. Verse 9. Hmm? Whom shall he teach knowledge? 
and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Verse 10. But precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Now, to understand what 3.18 is talking about, what must we do according to what Mother just got to read? 28.19. The only way to understand what the mark of the beast is, 6.66 means, according to what Mother just got to read, what must we do? According to 28, verse 19. Precept must be upon precept. Line must be upon line. Oh. And That's the only way you're going to understand the the dark sands, the dark sands, the mysteries of the Bible, you have to precept your Bible. I can't understand by somebody telling you you must do what Yahweh told Isaiah the seer to do. You got the precept to understand what the six 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 because it's a it is the number of a man. And not only a number of a man, read that verse 60. That, again, daughter, it's something else you say you got to do. You, it, it got a big word you got to do in there. Because it's going to take you right back to the buying and selling. But come on back to the same book and read well, 16 and 17 one more time because he left a double meaning in there you got to do. Something's got to do that's got to happen, and you tell me where you fit at. Pick up at first again. Pick up again there, dog. Revelation 16, verse 16 and 17. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. So you got to have the name, you got to have the name of the beast. You got to have the name of the beast to be able to one day to buy or sell. So when we read what is written in this Bible, you have to act like you don't know about it because you got to have the name of the beast to buy and say. Now, you see, you see what he's saying? you got to have the name of the beast. But what did he tell you, uh, young lion? What did he tell yes, you sir. in the book of Exodus? 
And the big is 24 there, daughter. You got something written. And it's 24 chapter of Leviticus. So we read what the policy is. But what it's saying is in the 24th chapter. Mm-hmm. Look at, uh, one, it gets warmed up. What it's saying in verse 1, daughter? Leviticus 24, verse yep. 1. Leviticus chapter 24, verse 1. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, so who's doing the talking, daughter? Yahweh is doing the talking. What are you saying, 13? Verse 13. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying. So who's doing the talking, daughter? The Yahweh. Get that. Come on down, 14 down to verse 16. Now listen good. Number more audio, 14 down to verse 16. Bring forth him that have cursed. Without the camp And let all that heard him Lay their hands upon his head And let all the congregation Stone him Verse 15 And thou shalt speak Unto the children of Israel Saying Whosoever curses his Yahweh Shall bear his sin <laughs> Verse 16 And he that blasphemeth the name of the Yahweh, he shall surely be put to death. Mm-hmm. And all hey, the congregation. You hear that? You hear the man saying? But we read an entire prophecy to buy and sell. You got to have the name of the beast. But Yahweh mm-hmm. say, once you sow his name and you blaspheme his name, what he said happened to your daughter? You shall surely be put to death. Now look at that. Now look at that. Look at John writing from the prison cell that beyond us right today. So this is prophecy that will be fulfilled. So what name, what name is you going to have to say to buy and sell, but if you use his name, you're gonna be put to death. Mm. Now you see that. Now look, now look, look. Ain't your, ain't your mind burning now? You mm. say you're gonna have to have to buy and sell. You're gonna have to have to have a beast name. A beast, the beast name. Now what name is the beast name? Remember John right <laughs> in inside prophecy. What is the beast's name? Now, if you use the beast's name, you can buy and sell. You can be able to buy and sell. But if you don't use the beast's name, you can't buy and sell. And if you use the beast's name, Yahweh said, I'm going to Now, ain't your brain, brain kind of, oh, it's working? So what name is that? Remember, it's end-time prophecy. Let's go to 17 chapters. And read well, we exactly the way you see it, young lad. We're going to find out what name is going to get you to buy and sell temporarily and what name is going to get you dealt when he comes. We're going to find out. That's why I say you got to study this stuff. you got to use your brain. It's end-time prophecy, 17, 1 through 5. 
What name going to get you divine hell in time to come, but going to get you death when it's all said and done, according to Yahweh? Now, watch this. We're going to 17, chapter 3, verse 1, and find out down to verse 5 what name is going to get you divine hell in time to come, but in the eyes of Yahweh, it's going to get you death. We're going to find out right now by reading entire prophecy, which John is writing, 117 through 19 and 41. He writes about the hereafter. Let's find out what name is going to get you to be able to buy and sell by receiving the mark. And what name is going to get you death when you receive it? Now you're going to find out is it physical or is it spiritual? And what name is that? 17, chapter verse 1. Read it. Young line, read it. You both been went over, gonna be prepared for it to help yourself and help others to come in contact with you. So what name that we get ready to read that gonna get you in time to come to be able to buy and sell temporarily, but Yahweh said it's gonna get you death. You find out right now. Seventeen, one through five, come on. Revelation. Chapter 17, verse 1 through 5. Revelation chapter 17, verse 1. And there came of the seven angels. There came one of the seven angels, which had the seven beds, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore, which sit upon many wars. Verse 2. With whom the kings of the earth had committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of fornication. Verse 3. So he carried me away in his spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and death with gold and precious stones. And pearl, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Verse 5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and abominations of the earth. Verse stop it down. Stop it down. Now, stop it down. Now, y'all sitting down. Y'all sitting down. Make sure you're sitting down. And now we're going to find that the abomination name, the name going to be able to get you to buy and sell, but the name going to get you deaf when it's all said and done. Now, if you're all sitting down, now you can find out about the mark of the beast. What name going to get you to buy and sell in time to come? Or it's going to get you deaf when Yahweh comes? Now, if you're sitting down, check on verse 6. In time, prophecy, bring it. Verse 6, and I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Hey, that You hear that, The name Jesus is going to get you to buy and sell in time to come. But that same name Jesus is going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. Mm. Now, that what you read when you read about in the 13th chapter, 
What's working on you right now? You sit in your chair, and what's working is your brain. That's how you help the elderly, even at the hospital. You show them how to help their brain, but it won't be so forgetful. If they can remember precepts, that's to work their brain. How about this? We're going to precept that. We're going to 13 chapters. We pick up verse 6. Down to verse 10. I read Listen real good now. Listen good, daughter. 13, verse 6. Right, Acts, Acts chapter 13, verse 6. The book of Acts chapter 13, verse 6 reads, And when they had gone through the aisle at Popos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false shepherd, bishop, or pope, Yada Judah, whose name was Bargy. What was the name? Hold on, what was the name? Bargy. His name was the Son of Jesus. That was his name. The Son of Jesus. His name was the Son of Jesus. That was his name. But he was a false. He was a sorcerer. He'd be witching the people. But his name he called the Son of Jesus. That's what we got so far. Let's talk about, let's read a little bit more about the Son of Jesus. What did the Son of Jesus do in verse 7? Verse 7, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius, Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of Yahweh. Verse 8, but, but Imbos, the sorcerer, for so did, for so is his name by interpretation. We stood there, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Stop it there. Verse 9. Now look what Bar Jesus do. The, the big dignitary, he want to hear the word of Yahweh. He want to hear it. But the sorcerer of Bar Jesus, the son of Jesus, said, no. You even if you meet this long, keep, continue listening to me. He was stood to them and said, no. You need to hear them, just keep on hearing me. He was stood there. No. Let's keep things the way it is. See? Now, Paul and Barnabas seen that they tried to keep him from the big dignitary to give him the word. What happened next? All right, verse 9. Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the righteous spirit, Set his eyes on them, on him. On him? On him? Okay, who to him? Go back to verse 6 about who to him. So Paul and Barnabas turned their attention to him. Who's to him in verse 6? All right, Acts chapter 13, verse 6. And when they had gone through the aisle of Paco, they found a certain sorcerer, a false teacher, bishop, or pope, a, a Jew, a Judah, whose name was Bar Jesus. So they found it was a, the man's name was Son of Jesus. That was his name. Now Paul is looking directly at the Son of Jesus that withstood him, keeping them back from giving the big dignitary the word. Now Paul could have called him out, and what did Paul call? 
the son of Jesus. And verse 10. Acts 13, verse 10 reads, it said, O full of all subtility, subtility, it said, O full of all subtility and all mischief, you child of the devil. Hey, that's what he said. The name Jesus is that you being a child of the devil. The name Jesus makes you a child of the devil. Lord Jesus was the son of the devil. That's the devil's name, Jesus. That's mm. one of the devil's name is Jesus. And Paul just calling out. So when your preacher say the name of Jesus, that's one of the devil's names. Jesus. That's going to get you one day to buy and sell, but going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire by using that name. Read a little bit more about it. All right. You enemy of all righteousness. Thou enemy. Thou enemy of all righteousness. Will you not cease to pervert the right ways of Yahweh? Ain't that something? You see that? There it is. We're going to bring out Elder and get his closing statement. Elder, I'm going to tell you on the clock for your closing statement out of tape 17 or 18. Come on. Elder, Mr. Till? Here, behind that, we got to mute somebody. We mute the elder. Alright, let's go to uh, Mother Z. Now Mother Z give a commentary on like, on every broadcast that we own, so let's find out what do Mother Z wanna add to this? Or she got a commentary for take seventy eighteen on what Yahweh gave her. We'll find out. Hey Mother Z, try to y'all start do this. Yahweh makes me right. Yahweh bless and keep this shit. Yahweh bless and keep this shit, Israel, Arroyo, and see. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Something about um, in Psalms, I'm not gonna add to what you just talked. I'm just gonna read something in Psalms chapter um, verse Psalms chapter 18 verse one. I will love thee, O Yahweh, my strength. The Yahweh is my rock and my fortune. fortune. Fortune and my deliverer, my Yahweh, my strength, in whom I will trust, my rebuke, and the horns of my salvation, and my high tower. Verse 3 I will call upon the Yahweh who, who is worthy to be praised. 
so shall I be saved from my enemies. Verse 4, the sorrow of death compassed me, and the blood of the unyakwali man make me afraid. Verse 5, the sorrow of hell compared me about the snares of death per, per, prevented me. Verse and I'm going to stop right here. In my distress, I called upon the Yahweh and cried unto my Yahweh. He heard my voice out of his temper, and my cry came before him even in his ear. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right,
mother. Closing statement. Be back on airways again at 6 o'clock Wednesday. No class tomorrow. Uh, look, get that microphone, mother, and tell them to hold on. Because you got to hold on. We're trying to get the word to you. But we got to set it up. Closing statement, mother, you the clock come up. Oh, thank y'all well for the class. Thank y'all well for the teachers, for the listeners, and just thank and praising y'all well that I'm able to be in class. And I'm just said to the class, but keep on keeping on, don't give up. Hallelujah. Most men don't give up. Because a lot of things have got to be dealt with. That's why there's no accident. It's not about giving up 300 scriptures. Because you may explain by doing so. Look, uh, he says, if you just get there to read a bunch of scriptures, look what he says behind that, daughter. He's going to First Corinthians. Let's see what he got, you know, just by giving out a bunch of scriptures. He got something on that, too. And we're going to find out what he got written in the 14th chapter. And New York Based on just giving out a lot of scriptures. You know, you want to, you know, give out a hundred scriptures. Okay, good. But what he got that we can read? If that's how you want to roll. Now, Satan has written that up, daughter. And in the 14th chapter, can you have those three out in, in verse number 7, 8, and 19? And a closing statement. 7, 8, and 19 in the closing statement now. Daughter, excellent again on your part. Back on our way again, when 6 o'clock. But what it says that we can read and First Corinthians 14, 7, 8, and 19 in the closing statement. Come on. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 7, 8, and 19 reads. 1 Corinthians 14, 7. And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or heart, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is pipe or heart? Verse 8. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Verse 19. Yet, yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding, that by my voice I might teach others also, than 10,000 in words in an unknown tongue. You hear that, daughter? We rather just. Go on thing and get your foundation right. Then just just this pound pound full of scriptures on you. I'm saying nothing going on. We gotta lay the foundation, daughter. So we gotta be able to help others. We gotta sit out with our love on the show. When it's all said and done, according to Paul in end time prophecy, man, yes sir. Angel told us if you get caught with the name Jesus, you can be able to buy and sell temporarily, but the man gonna keep. Daughter, hold the same ticket time, catch the win tonight. Six o'clock, come on. Well, I'm coming, I'm going to read it from Revelation 14, 1, 2, and 3. 
And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount of Sion, and with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their forehead. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harps harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts. And the elders, and no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, um the panel can take it on stage. What name you got to have in your head, according to fourteen verse one, when Yahweh comes to be redeemed? What name you got to have in your head? The Father's name. The Father's name. Father's name is not Jesus. It's not Jehovah. It's not Lord God. See that? So you got to have the Father's name in your head Mm -hmm. to be redeemed. That's the precept, daughter. So they have to know this. To be redeemed, to be brought back from wherever you at, redeemed. You must have Father's name in your head. And young man, what what did Yahweh the Son say he did in five forty three in the book of St. John? Let's let's talk about hey, himself. Yahweh. What he said hey, about Yahweh. himself in five forty three. Are we going to John, regular book, John? Chapter five, verse forty three. John chapter five, verse forty three reads. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another should come in his own name, him you will receive. Now he come in Father's name for what reason? According to twenty thirty one, uh, Saint John. What about what about the Father's name? So we already find out what name will get you dealt. We always clear about it by reading it. But mm-hmm. what about the Father's name? What can what can we find out on that name? And 2031, or St. John. The book of John, chapter 20, verse 31 reads, But these are written that you might believe that Yahweh the Son is Yahweh, the Son of Yahweh the Father, and that believing you might have life through his name. Wow. Oh, so what name gets you life there, young lion? Yahweh. Hey, how many how many letters is that? Four letters. Y H W H. So what name according to uh seventeen verse six will get you death in the closing statement? Let's go back to Revelation seventeen verse six. Let's find out what name gonna get you death. We now we know what will get you life. Revelation seventeen verse six is the closing statement. And it's how a man going to get you death that we can read. 17, verse 6. Anti prophecy, Revelation chapter 17, verse 6. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the, the martyrs of Jesus. Of Jesus. And, and according to the ninth chapter, the name of Jesus is who named. 
that we can read in the closing statement. Let's see what who, who name is that that we can who name is Jesus according to what was that? The eighth chapter? Ninth what was that again? First ten. Okay, thirteen ten, what name? What name yes, what name was Jesus according to thirteen verse ten? Who name is that? In the closing statement. Come on. Acts chapter 13, verse 10. It said, All full of subtlety and all mischief, you child of the devil. <laughs> so the name Jesus is what? The devil. Child of the devil. Now you see that, daughter. Now you see how plain it is. And what's working on us is our brain. Now, how many you see? It's going to skip themselves right into the lake of fire. Because every word he say, it's going to stand. Man live by every word he say. And that was the man on said. The name Jesus will get you to be thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire and death. And the name Yahweh going to get you life. There it is right there. You got it? Tape 18, tape 17. Y'all lines cold and say it's all yours. Catch everybody Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Or on Pal Talk at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Come on. Well, line, the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. Malachi, chapter 3, verse 16, read. And when they feared Yahweh, they offered me one to another. And Yahweh hearkened and heard. And the book of remembrance was written before him. For this that feared Yahweh and that thought upon his name, verse 17. And they should be mine, said Yahweh of hope. In that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. Verse 18. Then should you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth Yahweh and him that serveth him not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.